again, everybody. It's me, J.R. Mann. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. I am your official spiritual director, J.R. Mann. Today on the big show, part two, we're going to do part two of landing the plane. Simple spirituality. I heard from a few of you last week, Christmas week, and the overwhelming kind of conversation that landed around last week's podcast was more practicality on keeping shit simple. Spirituality should be simple. Everything is spiritual, my friends. Everything is. Okay? That's how it goes. I've got no other thing on that. And, and there are other teachers, too, that would, would say the, sa- the same sentence. It's not like I'm just stealing it from one guy. I'm stealing it from probably 100 other guys. But the idea of keeping stuff simple is where you need to go. So let's land the plane. Let's get out of our heads and get rid of all the overbloviated, obnoxious bullshit that's sitting out there in spiritual land and focus on the simplicity of what's going on inside of us. I operate under one big tenet, and if you've listened to this show long before, you've probably heard me say it. I don't think you're unaware of what's going on inside of you. I think you have every ability to listen, to make adjustments, to get willing to transform, to have salvation, to have enlightenment, to have new consciousness, new awarenesses. Like, everybody, everybody, every I don't care cognitively where you are. Everybody has these abilities to listen to what's going on inside of us. Our heart, our heart, what's really going on inside of us. So that's the big premise that I operated on. Now, I operate on. Now, with that, shit needs to be simple. We have a way with, as being human beings, to, we, complicate, we complicate everything. We complicate relationships, we complicate sex, we complicate money, we compl- uh, complicate uh, what we want to do for... Listen, I know some of you struggle out there with your calling, right? Like, this has been embedded into us, what you're calling. And for those of you who don't know what your calling is, like you walk around like bummed and confused, and I don't know what the hell... Well, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We over... We kill it. We, we absolutely murder and put all kinds of, you know, certainty on shit that just shouldn't be there. So that's where I operate from. And that's why I say we need to keep this garbage simple. So land the plane part two. Land the plane part two. Uh, I want to get super specific today about the practicality of simple spirituality. Because there's two levels that I that I that I'm that I'm gonna sit on. There's there's two levels that we all operate on, and it's the giving of love and the receiving of love. This is the simpled heartbeat of spirituality. Giving of love, receiving of love. That's it. There's nothing else. You can put down all the books. Keep reading them though because there's some really great books out there. You can, you know, as far as practice goes, if you really want to drill down really simply and really get to the heart of the matter is, is that we're learning to give and we're learning to receive love. And I know you've I, I heard myself say this so many damn times. I get sick of myself saying it. But it's true. These are the two places that we really need time in. And time uh, in, 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 this, in this learning to give and, and receive love means some practicality. So that's, that's where I'm going to go today. Um, so we must learn 
To give, we must learn to receive. This is the simplicity. Getting out of our way to allow the learning to happen is the beginning of that simple spirituality. So if you've got devices and practices and processes and steps that you're currently doing and not evolving as you learn to love and as you learn to receive love, chuck that shit out. I, I want you to, I want fresh, simple starts. Fresh, simple starts. For example, we're coming up on a new year, 2022. And I know for, I know in January, I'm going to have a few clients, a few people call me and they're going to say, hey, do you recommend uh, an app or a book or a study guide that can take me through the Bible in a year? 365 day Bible thing. And I, I inevitably will say, burn that shit. I don't want to see you sitting in a metric that even has a bit of uh, certain failure to it. I want the spirit, the simple spirituality in you to have curiosity and that curiosity to lead to one thing, to lead to another thing, to lead to another thing. Process sometimes is good. Discipline is good. Like I'm not buck, I'm not running away from those things, y'all. But I, at the end of the day, I really want the curiosity to be leading the charge and the willingness to listen to the deeper things of our life and our spirit. Um, so those two levels, giving and receiving, that's the start of it. Um, and I must say, I, I think about it so much sometimes that it becomes obsessive with me in the giving and the receiving. It, and, you know, I've thought about this over, over the years that, that, you know, why? Why do I keep this thing tumbling around in me over and over and over again? What is it to receive love? What is it to give love? How are we learning? One of the reasons that it's so obsessive in me is that it, it produces a peace that I just want to return to again and again and again. So again, as a marker, as a practical marker goes, um, this learning to give and receive love, you'll know you're scratching the surface when you start to really feel peace, mind, body, and spirit. And for the record, all three of those, all three of those really need to be joined and talking to one another in some kind, in some way. And that's perhaps another podcast that, you know, that we'll get there. Um, okay. Whatever name you assign God, whatever process or practice you partake in, if it's spiritual, and again, everything is spiritual, y'all. If it's spiritual, the simplicity of it will be, again, the teaching or the learning of love. So I just, I want, I just want to lay that groundwork for you as you really open up into some simple spirituality. The idea that you're not guilt-ridden or shame, or shamed or shameful about how you are interacting with God. Because I know there's a lot of you out there. It's like, oh, I haven't talked to God in like six months. I haven't talked to God for. But you have. But you have. There are prayers in the middle of the night. <laughs> there, there, there is always these quiet little spirit whisperings that we do to divine and in divine space. So we're constantly talking. We're constantly relating. We're constantly communing with divine. You take in a sunset, you're communicating. You're awe and you're 
you're just like, oh my God. I, when we lived in Southern California, we lived in Carlsbad, and we were right down the road from the beach, and I used to drive the one, the historic Route 1, right on the ocean. And there were a few vistas, views on that drive, particularly as you made your way into Encinitas, for those of you Southern California folks. You know that you know the southbound lane I'm talking about. Crossover from Carlsbad into Encinitas, or maybe it's even Cardiff. But there's a view that just extends out into the ocean, and my God, do you just go internal real quick into your heart, and in, in your your breath sometimes is swept away. It's just so gorgeous and beautiful. That is communicating with divine. So my premise here is we wanna we want we just we we want to get simple and we want to be able to hear and listen to those types of things in us and know that 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 kind of being and that kind of noticing is your spirituality and is your spirituality at work maybe it's a person like you know now that i do the the ocean thing like maybe it's a person my wife diane will often do that to me she from my tiny house where i am right now I got three windows, and she walks the dog, and she tends to the gardens and does all her stuff. But sometimes I stare and I watch her, uh, particularly she's tending the garden, and I see the gentleness in her. It just is like exudes from, if you know Diane, you know what I'm talking about. Certainly she did not hit the jackpot with me. (laughs) Certainly I hit the jackpot with her. But sometimes I notice that gentleness and something happens inside of me, moves inside of me, a real divine essence of receiving and giving love. And it just brings joy and peace. That is communing with divine space. But I want you all to notice these things. So whatever name you give God, however you assign God, God, and whatever process you partake in, whatever practice you partake in, it's all freaking spiritual, and we want to drill it down to the simplicity. And remember, whatever practice you're into, you'll know it. You'll know it if it's teaching you love, how to give, how to, and how to receive. So I put together another list. I'm fond of the lists. I think I've got, uh, I got four little bullet points on this list. Are you excited? (laughs) I'm terrifically excited to see how it came out. Okay, so these are practicalities. Remember, we're doing practicalities for landing the plane and keeping shit simple in your spiritual life. The first practicality is silence. Silence. You're gonna have to learn some silence. Silence, alone time, solace during your day, week, month. You must learn it. It will not come easy, but it will be a call. You will hear uh, that small whispered voice inside of you to remove yourself from people, sometimes place, and to anchor yourself by yourself in silence. Now, 2021, 20, 2022, silence is not an easy thing to come by because we either have a phone glued to our face. Earbuds, earbuds stuck into our ears or somebody else's cell phone watching TikTok while we're eating dinner at the place down the road. So it's very difficult to find absolute silence. So number one, good luck with that. (laughs) 
But I want you to be able to find a, a room or a place uh, where you will be. But remember, you will feel it, and perhaps you already do. And I know some of you listening do. So you got to take on its leading. You got to take on its energy. You have to be able to move into it. You will desire time away from X, Y, and Z. You will desire time away from your family. You will desire time away from your spouse, from your kids, from your boss, from your passion, from your hobby. You will desire this. Silence is not an easy thing to get into, but it is the movement of divine. It is the communication pattern of divine. Silence will speak to you and it will nourish you and it will bring its gentle touch to you so much so that you will want to return to it again and again and again. This is something you must grow. It is very much like, use the garden analogy, it is very much like planting a seed and then really tending to it as it grows because silence is a pain in the ass to get into. It really is. Particularly for those of you who are new to its call or, or just want to attempt it, it will be hard. But if you want to achieve, and I do that in air quotes, if you want to achieve spiritually, I'm air quoting right now, or grow or transform or you know, hit levels of enlightenment or salvation, it, this is a required, this is a, almost a 101 kind of understanding and experience. Um, there are tons of resources about silence. And like I said last week about all the bullshit that floats out there on spiritual and spirituality and living a spiritual life, there are as many things on silence as there are on that. So it's like a mind, it's like navigating a minefield. There's too many books and too many apps and too many teachers teaching silence. Just, just too many. You go on, go on the app store right now and do uh, mindfulness apps or some bullshit like that. And it'll, it's like through the roof. Some good, some bad, some ugly. You can wade through them. I'm just going to give you the practicals. Um, there's, there's a, there is a way to be silent, though. And what, what, I'm, what I suggest to clients who are moving into, this, into, into silence, who are really hear, hearing this call inside of them, I start with three minutes. Three minutes, for the record, might be too much. And you got to give yourself a little grace and mercy. Because I know there's people, and every time I tell everybody, let's start with three minutes, we're like, oh, no, I can do I can do 10. Inevitably, I get the phone call the following week, and they're like, yeah, I got like 60 seconds in, and I was out. So you can't kill yourself. You live in a time where three minutes is like a freaking eternity. I watch my kids skip through movies because they can't stand subplots. Right? They can't stand uh, uh, scene setters. Scene setters are like a beautiful picture, beautiful piece of video that like sets us, they'll literally grab the remote and start fast forward. We live in a time where we're watching uh, television and if, a, if an advertisement comes up, we go for our phone. So, so this is hard. This is hard work. Maybe it was easier easier 50 years ago. It's difficult for you and I right now. So have some grace and mercy. I know there's people out there right now. Oh, Jairus, I got this. I can be quiet for five hours. I know. I, I hear you. I got you. Start with three minutes of silence. Uninterrupted silence for three minutes. Your butt in a chair. Your butt in a couch. Your butt on the ground. Your butt in a room with no music. 
What? No music? No music? Nothing. Just you. Your body noises. Your mind talk. That's all. That's it. Turn off everything. Yes, everything. With this silence work, there's basically two ingredients. There's the physicality to be able to do it, the movement to it, and then the willingness to get in there. Without those two, it's going to be a struggle. So I, I move people into silence you know, this way. If you don't have that real push, that intentional hearing push into silence and the willingness to go into silence, forget it. Just It's okay. You don't have to get there right now. You don't have to get there today. So if you don't have those two things, take a breath and know that it will be coming. If you do have those two things, again, I want you to start with three minutes. Now, from there, there's a bunch of stuff. I recommend Centering Prayer. If you want to know more about Centering Prayer, there is a wonderful Centering Prayer app on uh, Apple. Um, and if you can Google Centering Prayer. And there's, a, again, a host of, of people that uh, teach Centering Prayer and... Um, it just you know we'll we'll show you the movement of it, but but centering prayer by and large is a great silence generator. Now centering prayer for the record, don't get freaked out. A lot of teachers teach twenty minute sits. It's not a thing. Sit for three, sit for one, move into twenty minutes. Right, you know have have twenty minutes as a goal perhaps. But silence by and large is going to be that big building block to land the plane. Simple spirituality. Number two, service. First one's silence. Second one's service. Doing for others. Remember, we're talking about practicalities, how to sweat, how to get out there and move. Service, doing for others. This will also be a very natural state. This will also be a very natural calling. You'll hear this. You will gravitate to service. You will want your service to have a movement to it. You'll think about what you want to do. You'll see something going on and you'll want to participate. You won't be able to stop yourself. You will give your money, your time, your prayer, your thought. There's a lot of ways to give. And you'll be called into those into those processes. For example, the the tornado that just ripped through uh what is it? Uh, Southern Kentucky. Um, right, Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, you know, Di and I looked at each other right away, knowing that we, you know, with our with what was going on in our lives, we weren't going to jump in a car and go feed everybody. So, you know, uh, we wrote a check. That was a way to, you know, to do the service. And again, I'm using an example, not Pat. Pat, I'm a good guy. I'm just giving you, just giving you, uh, just some ideas there. But that'll be spoken to you. Di and I, about the same time as we're watching the news, the movement for us was like, hey, man, we got to do something, right? And we listened to that. And then we started to act on it. Spirituality, simple spirituality. Um, you will be okay without the recognition for your acts of love. You will seek opportunities to serve. In other words, you'll start looking for them. It will become the practicality of your spirituality, of your simple spirituality. Service will become like a real rooted process in your spiritual life. Like without it, you'll be like, what the hell am I doing? Wonderful scripture in the Bible, faith without works is dead. 
faith without works is dead. So it becomes very much a, a pattern. Um, it becomes a, um, the way you grease the spiritual skids, if you will. One thing I want you to know is if you have a guru, a spiritual teacher, and they are not involved with some kind of service, they are full of shit. And I want you to run from them. If you're being taught by a guru, and that guru, that teacher, that spiritual director, that author, that pastor, that imam, that rabbi does not have his hooks into some kind of service, they are full of shit. And that's all I'm going to tell you. I mean, I'm actually going to tell you more. You will know them by their love is the scripture that I oftentimes uh, really run to when I start thinking about this. You will know people that they are in genuine movement. And again, it's not a matter of certainty like we're looking for false prophets. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if somebody's teaching you simple spirituality, I'm saying that they're going to be dirty too (laughs) in other people's needs. That's what I'm telling you. So I don't want it to make it a matter of guilting and shaming. I want to make this just a a real practical matter because there's a lot of bullshit out there, which is why we're weeding through really dropping down down into the simplicity of things. So I want you to look at people. And, you know, if you have a spiritual director, if you have a guru, if you're listening to somebody on a regular basis, I hope you've gone deep enough to know who they are and what they're up to in, in community. That's important. It's just important. Uh, if they just teach, if they just read, if they just lead, if they just talk, get the hell away from them. You are looking for folks who serve and lead. They are touching people. They are getting dirty in other people's needs. Simple spirituality revolves around service to other people. Do you serve others? Like, I'm asking you. Like, do you serve others? If the answer is no, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to where you respond to need. And then I want you to act. That's the practicality. There are literally thousands of service jobs in your community. You can either go to them or, or get this, there are some service jobs that you can do online. Yes. <laughs> there are some organizations that have 24-hour helplines for suicide prevention that will train you. They will train you. And they will give you the uh, ability to take shifts and answer calls on suicide hotlines right from the wonderful spot of your house. That's real. Not a number of organizations do this. So you you may do that, and it's free. You may have to pay for a background check, uh, but for the most part, these training programs are free. So uh, again, like there's all kinds of opportunities. If if you want to get super simple, you Google volunteer near me, <laughs> and it will come up with hospices are always looking for. Uh, people, um, obviously, uh, 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 aged care homes, they are always looking for people. Homeless shelters, always looking for people. Salvation Army, always looking for people. So there's plenty of places out there to really uh, do it. Number three, okay, so we got here, we'll roll through it again. So we got silence, service. Number three is community. Uh, you will gravitate to community. The way you gravitate to silence and the way you gravitate into uh, service will be the way you gravitate into community. You're not believing alone. I said this last week. You want to gather with people whose desire is the first two, <laughs> right? Like if 
if you're firing in on some silence, and again, remember with silence too, for the record, I'm not talking about stepping away from your life as much as I am talking about holding some time, intentional time between you and God. Service would be the same thing. You're not leaving your family <laughs> in order to go serve. People who do that, again, are full of shit. There is a, uh, uh, there is a very healthy medium with all of these practicalities into simple spirituality. So you will gravitate the community, and hopefully uh, this like-mindedness that you're looking for um, has a good landing pad with whatever community you're looking you know, to be uh, involved in. And again, I'm not going to split hairs. If you find it at the bowling alley, at the bowling league, fantastic. If you find it at the local church, great. If you find it... Um, I mean, there's just so many different communities out there. Uh, the Shriners, uh, again, uh, Salvation Army folks. Like, there's a million different ways that you can find community without it looking like a Bible study. <laughs> what? Yes. There's a million different ways. There's groups uh, that, uh, um, th- there's groups of people that help with babysitting. I mean, if, if you're good with kids, Right. And 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 you can babysit a kid and there's a single mom out there that needs it. And she belongs to a, a, one of these groups. You can actually offer your child care talents um, to a single mom. So there's all kinds of groups that you can get involved with that have like like minded situations. What I want you to do is I want you to look around and I don't want you to commit right away to a group. A lot of people, especially Christians, evangelical Christians, famous for this. They light up on Jesus, and they like all of a sudden, they are like they are like jumping into every service organization in their church. I'm going to do the parking lot ministry. I'm going to do the children's ministry. I'm going to do the thing on Saturday night. I'm going to tithe fifty percent. I'm going to lick the boots of my pastor. I'm going to wash his car. Like they they just jump it. Like calm down. You want to ease into any community. You want to ease in to a community. The biggest thing is I want you to watch the guilting and the shaming. Whatever community you gravitate to, spiritually speaking, I want you to watch the shame and the guilting. Are these groups shaming people? Are these people guilting people? Are they requiring you to believe a certain way? Are they requiring you to uh, take classes to be a part of their group? It's all bullshit. If they're requiring you to jump through hoops, if they're asking you to spend money, if they're asking you to do, like, again, man, we're, we're talking about simple spirituality. We're talking about the giving and receiving love. Now, you may ease into a group and find that you do want to give your money. You do want to give your time. You do want to wear their logo on the back of your jacket. Fine. But ease in, man. Ease in and watch the guilting, watch the shaming, know who's in charge. Ah, uh, bah, 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 bah. Any group worth their salt will allow people time to adjust into community. I love the 12 steps, the 12 step to community. From Alcoholics Anonymous to uh, OA to SA to SAA to Gambling, uh, to Gamblers Anonymous. I mean, I, I, I love these communities. To Adult Children of Alcoholics, um, to all my CODA folks, I, I love the 12-step communities. Here's why. Because there is a wonderful, peaceful ease 
as you move into these communities. Because everybody in these communities has had the shit kicked out of them in, 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 in a certain way that affords them the opportunity to have grace and love for another person. Wonderful, right? I mean, gosh, that's just the belly of simple spirituality right there. So go easy with whatever community you find. Number four, and that's my last one. How much time do we got here? Oh, yeah, we're close. Mind your business. Good, simple spirituality means nothing to prove, nothing to lose. You hear me say this all the time. It means nothing to prove, nothing to lose, living an undefended life. Mind your damn business. Your opinions about others' spirituality are bullshit. Keep that to yourself. God has no ego. He does not mind what she's called and does not mind how he's worshipped. So calm, calm, calm. I know just saying that I know gets everybody nuts, right? So calm. Do those first three. (laughs) Silence, service, gravitate to community, and zip it. (laughs) I was going to say... one of my mentors a long time ago used to say what opinions are like, but I won't, I won't do that here. The idea is this. Minding your business will keep you not at odds with the people. Minding your business means you're removing the opposition. Minding your business means you're removing the oppression from whatever given... Insanity, spirituality can be. Spirituality can lead to insanity. It can lead to religious, dogmatic fundamentalism very quickly, very easily. My premise, man, is that spirituality, the ability to really take in the essence of life, who you are, heart, mind, body, means we're going to be able to have a unitive consciousness seeing other people just like we see ourselves and vice versa. We're all in the same goo and the same wonderful stickiness as everybody else. We all have the same challenges, the same pains, the same sorrows, the same mourning and grieving, and the same ability to give and receive love. So mind your business. It will be very helpful. (laughs) Minding your business will take the burden off of you probably getting into more trouble than you need to uh, because part of the spiritual journey and quest you'll hit will be these these guises of certainty. Like, you know, you you get into spirituality long enough and you, you start to gravitate to what you like and who you like and what you like to read. And then all of a sudden you start forming uh, certainties about everything. And before you know it, you're arguing with every Tom, Dick and Harry on Facebook. So mind your business. Okay, that's it. That's it. Silence, service, community, mind your damn business. Um, I appreciate you all uh, on the podcast. Uh, it's 2022 next week. If you're looking for spiritual direction in the new year, jr, jrmahon.com, jrmahon.com. Uh, be more than happy to spiritually direct you or be your spiritual director uh, and walk with you through whatever, uh, wherever life seems to find you. If you're interested in a wonderful nonprofit, and 
uh, you know, have have an opportunity to give. Uh, Tabletop Ministries, I also run a little thing called Tabletop Ministries where we provide spiritual direction absolutely free of charge to whoever needs it. Our clients run from people who are just getting out of jail, people in jail, uh, single moms, uh, generally people that just don't have the resources to afford uh, traditional levels of any kind of counseling or therapy. Hey, did I mention I love you? Hey, we got a retreat house too. So if you're looking to retreat right here, Northeast Ohio, I got wonderful two and a half acres, a 175-year-old farmhouse, and we built a retreat house. So if you want in on the retreat house, you can DM me too, and we can get you, uh, we do retreats three to four days. Uh, some do it longer if you want, but call me and we can make arrangements for that. I love you. Keep your spirituality simple, my brothers and sisters. Don't take on the burden of guilt. Don't take on the burden of shame. If your community is beating you up and telling you you are nothing, if you don't, run, run. I love you. We'll talk to you.